Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Good morning. What is the name of the street you grew up on? What is the name of your first pet? Before you answer those questions out loud, you might want to hear what BBB suggests about online quizzes. We turn to the internet for everything from entertainment to grocery shopping. And as a business owner, maintaining a website is an important part of finding and dealing with customers. This morning, we'll explore some of the ins and outs of web design and internet technology with experts from Western IT Group. On this morning's Zoom call, we have Dan Martins, who's the president and owner of Western IT Group. Good morning, Dan, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Monica. Good to be here. And Dan, you also brought with you today the marketing manager, Brianne Langille, and also Sean Cavanaugh, who's the web designer. So thank you both for joining us as well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Monica. So, Sean, let's start with you. And if Brian and Dan maybe want to chime in, that's okay, too. You know, most companies have a website. What are some of the reasons they might want to consider looking at a new design for their site? Well, uh, we have many clients coming to us to request redesigns. Uh, mainly, it's uh, they're trying to drive more uh, users to their site um, in order to uh, make more sales, essentially. This makes sense because uh, your website should be you know, one of your best sales tools. So um, if you're looking at your site um, and the content is, uh, is out of date or um, isn't current anymore, or the style of it, uh, the look and feel uh, feels old or, or a little out of date. Um, that's an indicator that you might need a uh, redesign on your website. Design and architecture affect SEO, which is search engine uh, optimization and ranking in search engines. If your site has, um, say, uh, support uh, or libraries that are out of date, such as jQuery, or uh, your site uses um, outdated or unsupported components like Flash, or uh, it's unresponsive, your site. So uh, responsiveness is um, the ability of your site to display the information and components on your site on various uh, devices from a desktop all the way down to like a uh, smartphone, right? Uh, all of these things will affect your searchability. And so that's uh, a time when you would want to uh, redesign your site. Also, uh, if, you, if you're not competing in your market with your competitors. So your competitors' websites are uh, more contemporary, using more modern technology, and your website in comparison is uh, looking a little weak, then you might want to look at redesigning in order to position yourself in your market, you know, with your competitors or even above your competitors. The design of your site impacts how your audience perceives your brand. The impression that your site makes on its users uh, it can get them to remain on your site and learn more about your business, or it can kind of turn them off and create a uh, problem with uh, confidence where the user doesn't see uh, you able to provide the service that you're advertising. If, they, if they're not confident in your website, they're not going to be confident in your company and they're going to go over to a, uh, a competitor's website. I'd say that if you haven't had your site redesigned or looked at uh, in terms of redesign in a year to three years, you would probably want to get on that and, uh, and start moving towards a, a redesign. Okay, well, let's talk about the process then. Uh, how do you help a, a company develop uh, the content 
and the design for for the website? Uh, okay, so the first thing that we do is um, we take a look at the client's industry. And um, this gives us an indication of the style or the aesthetic tone uh, of the industry. When this information is gathered, we're able to um, place the client's business inside of the market uh, where they would like it to be. So sometimes clients will want to kind of just follow the trend and, and, and kind of position themselves in the middle. Um, so we can do that visually or if they're looking to kind of push themselves outside of the box slightly or, or more than slightly, then we can do that and, and kind of uh, develop a design that may be towards the leading edge as opposed to following the trend. And yeah, it's something that we stay really focused with the client and try to understand the purpose of what the client's hoping to achieve with the website. We also take into consideration um, the user themselves and how they will be viewing that information on the website and what they're looking to see. Um, a good example would be if I was looking for a local bakery. Uh, there's some things that I'd want to see when I hit their website, uh, things like examples of their work, uh, reviews from past customers, but also where they're located and how I can best contact them uh, would be something that users would be looking for. So this information helps us build what's called a site map, uh, as well as the website copy. And when it comes to writing that website copy, uh, there's a bit of research that goes into that. And uh, this is known as keyword research. So these keywords are formulated by what the target market would be searching for when they're looking for a particular product or service. And so we use these keywords to formulate uh, the copy on the website. So let's talk about other functions that um, you know users really enjoy. Many websites now, for example, have a chat option. Do these chat options mean that the company really needs to have somebody on staff responding to those 24 hours, seven days a week? No, uh, actually, most chat options available these days for websites are power, powered by artificial intelligence and have several different options for unattended responses while staff are not available. The chat robot can be programmed and respond automatically on your behalf to simple or common questions. More complex questions result in the customer being able to leave a message for staff when they, uh, for them when they return the next working day. Are videos useful on a website? Yeah, absolutely. Um, videos are definitely something that's eye-catching and demands your attention when you see it on a website. Uh, more than ever, people really want to be informed when it comes to making purchasing decisions. So videos are a tool that can help with that by giving you the ability to share this information in a way that's easy to comprehend, but is also memorable. Um, it's also an entertaining way to give this information across to your viewers while giving them a sense of who you are and what your business is about. Um, statistics show that web pages with uh, video attract up to 60% longer page view times than ones with just text and pictures. And that's something really important because on-time page is something that search engines like Google use in their mark, uh, their ranking algorithm. How closely should a business expect to work then with their web designer host? You know, should a business expect regular reports, analysis? Is this something that you just do once and then you hope that it just maintains itself? Or what are your recommendations when it comes to that? Uh, well, the relationship that works uh, the best is the one with a good balance. Having clients know what they want in terms of look and feel and functionality while allowing the designer to make creative and technical decisions based on their expertise makes the development process run smoothly. 
um, a good designer will listen to the client's suggestions and uh, try to do their best to implement them. Uh, however, um, the client shouldn't expect uh, that all of their ideas will work. And a good rule of thumb is to rem remember that you're seeking help from an expert. Um, so you have to trust them and the choices that they make. A client should share their vision, but uh, be flexible enough to allow the designer to make um, creative and technical decisions. And once the, the site is up and running, uh, how often should we get reports or, or any kind of analysis? It's fairly standard to have an analytics of some kind uh, running on your site so that uh, you can um, get this information. And it's, uh, it's usually uh, of value to the designer in order to know, uh, you know, what, where the, the site is falling short and what maybe needs to be changed about it. Um, and this, um, these analytics can be, you know, passed along to the client so that they can understand what's, uh, what's working on their site and what isn't. Just to add to that as well, we, uh, we do some internal reporting when we launch sites to make sure that the SEO engagement on search engines and uh, the scoring that uh, search engines like Google and, and Bing use uh, are, all, are all high for the site because you don't want that score to, to affect your searchability, which, which reduces your ranking. Our guests this morning are from Western IT Group, an internet technology firm that provides a full range of services related to computer technology. We'll continue our conversation after a short break. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB. And our guests this morning are Dan Martins, President and Owner of Western IT Group, along with web designer Sean Cavanaugh and Marketing Manager Brianne Langeau. So we've just been talking about websites, and now let's talk a little bit about security. What are the responsibilities of a business in terms of data security? A business must take responsibility to protect its data and systems at all times, as the increase of cyber threats is a very real issue. This includes making sure backups are current and complete, having a disaster recovery plan with off-site data storage, adequate antivirus and malware protection for all users, mobile device policy, and protection, as well as regular system updates and user awareness training. This, together with a responsive and knowledgeable IT provider, will ensure that should disaster strike, a business can not only recover quickly, but with minimal to no data loss. So a website is really the storefront of a business on the internet. What are some of the other internet technology services a thriving business should potentially consider? Well, a website is certainly the public front of most businesses these days. You must also have the appropriate internal infrastructure as well to handle the huge amount of change that has been brought down since the start of the pandemic. To start with, the most important item that many businesses sometimes overlook is having a solid, fast, and reliable internet connection at both the office and home. This is absolutely critical for any business that wants to leverage technology. Secondly, items such as cloud-based storage and systems, virtual private networking for external office connectivity, group collaboration tools, and IP-based phone systems have all become invaluable to support remote workers and are expected to remain that way as we emerge from the other side of COVID-19. A business that is not able to facilitate remote workers in any capacity will not only have trouble keeping up with the pace of those competitors that do, they will also run into issues attracting talent to fill employment positions going forward. In addition, a solid social media plan is key for anyone who wants to keep their online presence active and relevant. 
many people know social media has changed the game regarding the way businesses advertise and communicate with potential customers. If a website is a new digital storefront, social media is an ever-changing interactive billboard that redirects you to that digital storefront. So let's look at some of the products that you offer. On your website, uh, there's something called WIT 365, uh, one of the packages that you offer. What, what is that? WIT 365 is the newest addition to our line of services and is aimed at providing a complete managed technology solution to businesses at a fixed cost. WIT 365 is a combination of enterprise-level Microsoft 365 for all users, uh, cloud-based phone system complete with Microsoft Teams integration, cloud-based servers and storage in our own private 100% Canadian-owned and operated facility, remote device management, cloud-based backup and managed virus protection, and unlimited help desk support. All for one fixed monthly cost with no overages or surprises. The best way to look at it is that we provide the entire modern technology foundation for a business of any size to leverage, feel secure, and the unlimited support to back it up, just like having an IT professional on staff all at a fixed monthly cost with no surprises. That sounds like something that's pretty easy for a business to implement. And, you know, something else that has been around for a really long time are cloud services. So what should businesses really be aware of that and in, in making decisions about, you know, what data that they put in the cloud and what are some of the risks in terms of security regards to having a cloud service? Cloud is the modern day term for hosted which means you are leveraging the technology and infrastructure of a third-party provider using your internet connection as access. The older method was referred to on-site, where a business would run its own server and systems internally with no reliance on anything outside. With the advent of high-speed, reliable internet, businesses can now remove those dependencies internally and instead rely on external providers to not only provide the same services they once ran in-house, but also access technology and systems they never could have had the capacity or financial resources to run in-house. Modern day cloud systems are running giant multi-million dollar data center facilities that are far more secure and advanced than anything most businesses can afford or would desire to build. So by using a cloud service, you're effectively renting a small piece of a shared computing facility with thousands or millions of other customers. This allows you to enjoy massive enterprise level infrastructure for a very small price. Cloud services also remove any requirement of the business to worry about hardware, software upgrades, and many security aspects that on-site systems require. Of course, with all good things come caveats as well, the biggest of which is that cloud services not only completely depend on your internet connectivity and the provider's uptime to be accessible, they can also come with huge downsides in terms of data access and control should you choose to leave the service you are subscribing to. Since you are effectively renting the service, you may find it difficult, if not impossible, to take your data with you when you leave and could end up being held completely at the mercy of the provider. This is why it is good to do research on the cloud provider you are looking at and make sure an exit plan is available. A technology professional should be able to advise you on what the best choice is if you're looking at cloud options. So let's talk a little bit about cost and apportioning uh, a budget for internet interactions. What sort of... Uh, a budget line should a company expect to establish for this sort of service? Um, so when we're looking at a company's uh, budget when it comes to marketing and advertisement efforts online, a good rule of thumb is for a company be, to be spending 
somewhere between 12 and 20% of their gross revenue if they're a startup or a new business, where an already established business uh, would be somewhere between a range of 6 and 12% of that gross revenue. Uh, from there, when we look at specifics like digital marketing, companies are spending anywhere from $2,500 to $12,000 a month. When consumers are making purchasing decisions, they're turning to online sources to find this information. So businesses should be looking to focus a lot of their advertising spends on digital efforts. Well, we're about out of time. You've provided a lot of information uh, for us this morning, and we want to thank you for taking time to join us here on Ask BBB this morning. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Our guests this morning were Dan Martins, president and owner of Western IT Group, Brianne Langeau, the marketing manager, and Sean Cavanaugh, the web designer. Western IT Group is an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And if you want to know more about them or contact them, look them up in the BBB directory. How old were you or were you even around when the first Star Wars movie was released? Stay tuned to learn when not to answer that question. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. So, Monica, we're scrolling through Facebook, catching up on the postings of our friends. We see postings of family photos, memories from times together two or three years ago. And then a little quiz pops up. What was the first car you owned? It seems innocent enough, but that is the kind of information hackers can use to collect information and eventually help them hack into your account. Well, we see one or two of those every week, and it's very tempting to jump in with our fond recollections. I mean, who doesn't remember that first car they ever owned? You know, for a lot of people, the answer will be a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> That's a great car. The thing is, is that a lot of those questions like, what was the name of the street you grew up in? Or name a TV show character from your childhood are common security questions for insurance, banking, and credit card accounts. Sharing this information can lead to accounts being hacked and personal and financial information being stolen. And once they know that first car you owned or the name of a TV show character from your childhood, they have some pretty strong clues as to your age as well. So how many times have we prefaced that sort of information with, I may be dating myself, but uh, my first car was... <laughs> Absolutely. And not all social media quizzes are data collection scams, though. So we don't want to deter people from actually enjoying themselves on social media. But BBB does caution users to be careful about what they share online and to check the privacy settings on their accounts. Social media data and quiz answers can be used to steal identity or enable a scammer to impersonate you to your friends and even your family. Well, besides the quizzes that pop up, we also see postings from friends who say, I've been hacked. Don't respond to friend requests. That's why BBB has posted some tips on how to avoid social media scams. And it starts with being skeptical. They are legitimate quizzes. So figure out who created it. It isn't enough to trust it because a friend forwarded it to you. Is it from a brand that you can trust? Social media apps make connections. And one of the features of Facebook is people you might know. And I'm always intrigued by how those names pop up and what that connection is to me. Well, you need to be careful with friend requests. Don't accept friend requests from people that you don't know. And do not accept a friend request from someone you've already connected with. The second profile could be an imposter trying to access your data and your friend list. And that data is what they're really after. 
Yes. Be careful with that data that you share on social media. Remove personal details from your profile. Don't share phone numbers or your street address on social media accounts. Check your account. If the information is there, remove it. And while you're at it, check your privacy settings. Review the social media account's privacy settings and be strict about any information that's shared and be aware of whom that information is going to be shared with. As to the question we asked before the break, how old were you when the first Star Wars movie was released? <laughs> if you provide that information, hackers can work out your year of birth. Uh, there are probably a few listeners who weren't even born yet when that movie came out. That movie was first released in, are you ready? 1977. <laughs> and Monica, that's our time for Ask BBB this morning. Well, thanks for that flashback, Jim. Remember, you can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. And if you have a question or guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. Thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brass. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust. <laughs>